Good morning and welcome to Community Connections with Children's Services Council of St. Lucie County. I am just one of your humble hosts sitting in his very messy office, Sean Boyle, and with me is... Also in a very messy office, Ashley Mock. I have boxes on my floor. At least you don't have that. You know, I, had, I wasn't. that wasn't my intention to bring it up, but since we started and we're on Zoom, because not only is this a radio program every Sunday at 10 a.m. on 104.5 The Flame, our great partner, but also we rebroadcast the video version of the show on our Facebook page and soon to be turn the show even into a podcast. Whoa. But I say all that because as soon as I started talking, I can see myself and I can see the background and I'm like, Sean, maybe you clean a little bit of that up before you go live. You have fun anyway. stuff though, like baby Yoda's behind you. Yeah, yeah. I mean I got yeah, don't get me wrong, but um I I, I just need to move on. <laughs> so welcome to the show. It's all about what do the host offices look like? But also it's all about uh, talking to you, the listener and or viewer to inform you about what resources are available in our community for you to get involved in and or help your family to continue this upward trend of making St. Lucie County and continuing to make St. Lucie County a great community for all of us that reside here. Uh, just real quick, we are the Children's Services Council. Clearly, we're not media professionals because anybody can see the video. You know, the hair is barely combed, the, the office is a mess, but what we really are good at and what we concentrate every single day, we just reiterated this today with our entire team, is working on five things for our community. And those five things are, one, making sure every baby's a healthy baby. Two, stopping child abuse before it happens by building strong families. Three, keeping kids off the streets. Four, keeping them in school. And five, keeping them off drugs, alcohol, and other risk behaviors. And we do all that by funding, supporting, and developing programs that are available to all families in our community. That is right. And this show is a great way that you can learn more about those programs, but there's a couple different ways that you can get access to them as well. One of them is on our website, which is cscslc.org. We have a list of all of our funded program partners there, along with contact information and a brief description of what they do. We also have a printed guide. Is that what you're looking for? I totally was. Um, we have a printed family guide that we publish that also has a list of all of those programs that is also available on our website as a PDF for you to share, but also, oh, look at that. You found that. Um, but you can also call us and just ask questions. People still do that. <laughs> we answer Facebook messages too. So if there is something that you are looking for, for your family, um, to make a referral for a friend or a coworker or congregation member. Um, there are resources available. And I feel like this is a conversation that we've continued to have on the radio show because unfortunately the pandemic has brought about some things for families that they're struggling with that they maybe have not struggled with ever before. Um, but we are really lucky that in our community, we have resources to help. Um, and sometimes it's just a matter of knowing the right place to go. And that is something that we can help with. Um, That's really, I'm glad you brought that up. Because, we, we, you know, it's been a while since we talked about the history of the show, and I'm not going to go there yeah. right now. Cause, <laughs> but that's the whole purpose of the show. This is a fun way. We, I mean, we hope it's we fun. fun. A, fun yeah. a fun way to learn about the resources. But you can shortcut all that, or at least find out the resources offered through us, which includes 51 programs that reached over 30,000 kids. Uh, and, and how important is it to be 
that that rock or that level of support for your family members. And I'm talking about your immediate family, or maybe you're an aunt, an uncle, or a grandparent. You can help out uh, your direct family or your neighbors or just your friends or your coworkers. You know, don't let anybody feel isolated. Don't let anybody feel like they're going at it alone. There are resources and help out there. And again, the best way to learn about it, or at least the funnest way, is to tune in every Sunday or check out this video. Yeah, because we're a ton of fun. So we have a great guest, but before we do that, we are still in January, so I still think it's fair to ask. We talked about uh, some New Year's resolutions that I don't think neither one of us committed to say, you know, on January 1, this is what I did. But I do remember that they were both kind of centered around self-care. Yes. And checking in, how are you doing? I know people in the community are holding you accountable for making your doctor's appointments. So I yeah, appreciate yeah. that. I, I, I shared you that story before I went live on the air. Uh, I coach, co- I assistant coach a basketball team of seven, nine-year-olds. Uh, and one of the parents came up to me and said, how's it going with your doctor's appointments? And you go, well, Karen, I was just like, Huh? And I was like, oh, yeah, she she listens to the radio show because I'm like, we didn't talk about that in basketball practice. Uh, but I, I had my I had my first doctor's appointment, um, uh, got some blood work done, got a little bit of work to do on a couple of things. But That's overall, well, <laughs> and what's that? That's what we're doing. That's what this year's for. Exactly. And then I also uh, uh, I'll be I'll just be up front um, of the age where I have to have a colonoscopy. I used COVID as an excuse to not get it done and scheduled because, you know, everything shut down when it was my turn to do it. Um, but I took that excuse off and I actually have it scheduled in oh, uh, late March, which I'll be honest with you, not looking forward to, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it to being over and them saying you're all good. There you go. That's all you can ask for. How about so you? I told you that one of the things that I was going to work on was spending better quality time with our family. and I. Feel like we are doing that. I did, I think, share that we were doing a meal subscription plan. Um, And that I think has been the most fun for us because my kids are very interested in cooking. I don't know that I knew that really before. Um, My oldest daughter has always kind of shown an interest in baking, but they love to help because the directions are very clear. (laughs) And so they know exactly what they need to do and what order it needs to happen in. And our schedules are very busy right now because I have two kids playing sports, one in Odyssey. That same child is now in the play at school. So we're literally running all over the place every afternoon. And so being able to cook together and eat together is something that has been really important just to kind of bring that conversation back to the dinner table. And, you know, that's, you know, you know, this show was 30 years ago. Of course, everybody ate dinner together. But now, like you said, with schedules and work and sports and whatever, it's hard, right? And so I I say all that to say that you are uh, setting an imprint on your kids so that when they get older, they're going to repeat that with their families, which is so important. For sure. And that's one of the things that's one of the reasons I think that it's important to me because that's what my family did. My mom and dad, we had dinner together every night without question. And so, you know, that my house has been a little bit under construction for the last year or so. So where we have dinner isn't always the same. (laughs) It's not always at the table, um, but we make a point to at least eat together. And I really value that time with our family. 
And, and I, before we get to our guests, I just want to reiterate, and I, and, I, and I recognize that we're repeating some common themes, particularly in the shows in January. But if you're in a time of stress, like I, I'm grateful that I have a support both at home with my wife and friends and coworkers that in times of stress, and I'm not going to lie, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. My stress level is, it hasn't been this high in a long time, uh, that I have the ability to talk, vent, or at least sometimes you just need that. You just need somebody to talk to, right? You just need somebody to listen. Um, but if you're ever at your wits end and you don't feel comfortable maybe talking to somebody or you don't have somebody to talk to, it's just a friendly reminder that there's three simple numbers that you can call 211 I said numbers, right? Two, two separate, I was like, did I say letters? Three, three numbers that you can call or even text 898-211. Put in the body of the uh, the message or zip code so that they make sure that you're talking to somebody in your area. Um, but they, they have a, a, a line on there that if you're going through a crisis, they can help. If you just need somebody to talk to, they can help. If you just need a resource, they can help. Um, but don't go it alone. Like, you know, there's too much support in this community. Uh, to go it alone. And, and, you know, stress is real. Stress can impact your health. Uh, uh, there's so, you know, all that research and study shows what stress can do to your body. Uh, so use that outlet if you need it. And, and if you don't need it, make sure that your loved ones know that as well. Absolutely. Um, I do want to mention real quick that we are, um, we were contacted by ABA Cares of Florida, which is an organization that is working specifically with families dealing with autism. Um, and they have, they will be offering some free parenting classes that we're actually hosting here at our office in our training room. Uh, we shared some information about it on our Facebook page. It's also available on our website. They are happening the next two Saturdays. So Saturday, January 29th and Saturday, February 5th, Um, but they will be free. They are featuring um, some very well-known doctors in our community who are going to talk not just about how to deal with kids who have autism, but how to identify early interventions for your kids if you have concerns. Um, They're opening up for Q&A. So I think it's going to be a great um, opportunity for parents. You can register um, on our website. There's a link on the Facebook event. There's a link, but there's information in a couple of places. Don't skip it if it's something that you have questions about. That's important. And we're grateful for that partnership. And uh, um, I think we've got a couple things that we're working on to help families with uh, children with special needs. So yes. stay tuned. All right. Yeah. I'm going to let in the guest. Okay, so we have a great guest today. Kind We're of a excited. two for one for us. For two reasons, right. So um, January, as we sort of wrap up this month, um, January is National Mentoring Month. And we have several programs in our community that really focus on mentoring kind of at the core of what they do. Um, and one of those great programs is Big Brothers Big Sisters, who we have a wonderful relationship with. So we are lucky that today their COO, Miss Debbie Holly, is joining us. But we're extra lucky that Miss Holly is one of our CSC board members currently. She also serves on the St. Lucie County School Board. So she's probably, I mean, Sean and I are very busy, but she might she might hold a candle to Sean's calendar. I would guess. I told Ashley we have to be on our best behavior for the show. (laughs) 
Oh no, I don't want to do it then. Oh, no. I'm spending she time with my no. most favorite people. I don't want to have to behave. Well, if, if you gave us permission, then we're good. We're going. We're good. <laughs> That's right. So, thank you so much for joining us. I think you know, for the most part, I feel like people in our community are probably at least familiar with the name Big Brothers Big Sisters and the idea behind what it is that you guys do, but. Um, give us kind of a quick overview of, of how you guys operate in the community, because it's not just St. Lucie County that you serve. It's, it's a little bit bigger than that. that that's true, Ashley. We are a, a tri-county agency, so we serve Indian River and Okeechobee counties in addition to St. Lucie County. Um, but we've been in St. Lucie County for over 30 years, so I, I do hope that our name is well known out there because we've been serving a lot of children over those um, uh, that amount of years. But what really sets Big Brothers Big Sisters apart as a mentoring program is that all of our mentoring happens on a one-on-one basis. We have one adult matched with one child. They meet together consistently. They we go to great lengths to make that match one that is very cohesive. They have same likes. Um, perhaps the big will have a, a an ability to teach history or something to to the little if the little likes history or teach them to fish or you know things that are just make them a compatible match. And that's really what sets us apart. It's not. Um, a group setting. It's always one-on-one, whether it's in the school setting or in the community setting. And we have found in the last year or so that we really are having more community matches. Um, Parents are more comfortable there. A lot of the parents, you know, weren't sending their children to school during the COVID lockdown. And so they became very comfortable with having the big even come to their house and they'd sit out in lawn chairs in the front yard and just visit and get to know each other and, and keep up with what was going on. Because for all of us, it was an extremely stressful time. Still is, you know, I, I'm not going to make any, any it, it still is. We think we're making headway and then all of a sudden, you know, we're four steps backwards again. But we've been able to be consistent in our matches and in their meetings, whether it's um, virtual or sitting in the front yard and talking, you know, sitting in lawn chairs, doing the social distancing, that sort of thing. Um, But really a renewed need for that extra caring adult in their life that really will just sit and listen, you know, not try to be the disciplinarian or the parent or any of that, but just a friend that will sit and listen and and help them in their academic life as well. Um, So it's, it's, I think it's so important that and and really you just said it because Sean and I started the show that the part that we talked about before we got to you was really about a lot about self-care and that families parents are under an insane amount of stress and it's not just you know the day-to-day stress but it's that added component that the pandemic has given us like how do I keep everyone in my family safe and healthy and so I think that having an opportunity for another caring adult to be there when your parent is maybe literally over max capacity um, is really helpful to some of these kids who are looking for help and maybe their parent just, you know, is stretched too thin 
for has been stretched too thin for too long, I guess. I agree. Well, and on the flip side of it too, we have um, a lot of our mentors are grandparents. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those grandparents haven't been able to see their grandchildren because they may still be up north or whatever. So their littles have become like their surrogate grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And a really cool little story that we had was um, when school was reopened in the fall and kids could go back. Um, one of our littles was just very, very anxious. They had been totally virtual, of course, up to that point, and just really, really anxious about going into back into the school setting. Um, so the mom asked the mentor if perhaps she would be able to go with the child on the first day. And the mentor just, she said she just started crying. She was so happy to be asked, number one, for something so important, you know. So that mentor took the little girl to school. They let her walk down to her classroom with her, just like parents were able to do in the most case, you know. And after school, that mentor was standing right there on the sidewalk to take them home. Um, And the mentor has said so many times, you know, this is not something I get to do with my own grandchildren, but this little girl is like my granddaughter now. And we're getting to do things that I never thought but the security they're given each other mm-hmm. in times where things are just really, you know, unknown from day to day. But I, that every time I think about that story, you know, I get tears because that's, that's just really neat. That First of all, that the mom thought enough of the, the mentor to reach out and say, hey, I know you are important in my child's life and I need some help here. Yeah. Um, and the little girl has, that, has been great. So. That, that, you know, that warms my heart because, you know, who, what child wouldn't want to have a grandparent type figure uh, working with them and doting over them? Like, I mean, you know, think true? back to your experience yeah. with your grandparents. Everybody's like, oh, you know, I had such a great time with my grandparents. That's so that's so yeah. exciting to hear. And, I, you know, we've talked about this a lot on the shows with a lot of programs, but truly the greatest indicator for a child to be. I'll say, quote unquote, successful, meaning they get through school well, you know, they they develop the proper social skills, whatever. The truest indicator is the number of caring adults they have connected with them. And so what you're providing is another uh, booster shot because that's, you know, everybody (laughs) knows what a booster shot is now. (laughs) Another, (laughs) Another booster shot of success for these kids, because like you said, Ashley, Families are stressed. You know, I think I think the recent stat is I want to say it's 37 percent, maybe higher of our families are single parent headed households. And so you know, you add on work, you add on stress. You know, what better way to make sure that your child has a success booster, like a better word than than making sure that they've got a mentor that's in their corner or a grandparent in their corner. That's that. You know, I want to I want to go back to a kid and have that as well. That's the truth. Yeah. And the grandmother um, has said a couple of times, you know, when she walks in with the little girl, um, other children will come up to her and say, you know, will you be my grandma too? And, you know, those things. So, and and the little girl's always quick to say, no, she belongs to me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that it it does. It's, it's neat. As one does. Well, I think that's a good, that's a good opportunity. So if somebody in the community is, you know, has some free time, um, if they have considered becoming a big or a mentor before, what are the obligations for them? Like, what are the expectations that you guys have for your mentors and how do they get started on that process? 
Well, it's really easy to get started. You go to our Big Brothers Big Sisters um, website, and there is a link on there that you click, and the application is right there. You fill it out. It comes directly to our recruitment office, and a follow-up happens within just a couple of days. Um, there's an extensive background um, process to go through, of course, because these are children and we're definitely going to do everything to protect them. So that process happens after the application. And then there's a pretty intensive interview um, with one of our match support specialists so that we really get to know the person. And that way, when we look at our roster of children, we can say, oh, you know, this one would really work well with this person. It's not a first name on the list goes to the first uh, mentor kind of thing. It's, it's a process where you really get to know the strengths and weaknesses of both and, and make a good match there. And then the commitment is really easy. We require one hour per week spent with your little. Um, oftentimes it turns into way more than that. And we applaud that and certainly relish it. Um, but the requirement is, is one hour per week, and we ask for a commitment of a year. Now, of course, things happen, but the longer the match is together, the more sustainable the, the benefit to the child is better. You know, a, a three meetings is not really going to make a huge impact. Um, in fact, we, we know from research that it takes 12 hours, individual hours, to create a bond that would really be tough to break. So we ask for that for a, a commitment of a year. Now in our community matches, it doesn't have to be every week. A lot of times they'll do an outing on one Saturday a month um, and get four to five hours in that way. And that works good for some families and for some mentors, especially the younger ones that work um, and perhaps even have their own family. Um, but they have a Saturday opportunity once a month and they go and, and do different things together out in the community. But it's really a very simple process. Um, there is a lot of um, help. You know, a lot of people are afraid, ooh, what would I do with a child? I don't know how to. But we have resources. They have a match support specialist that's assigned to just them, um, that works with them and provides everything they need. Um, you know, we work with you all at CSC on providing books and that sort of thing um, to be sure that all of our kids have books at home and they read those books with their mentors and that sort of thing. So um, the, the investment part of it is time, um, but the reward part of it is immeasurable, just immeasurable. I have uh, two quick stories for our, our viewers and listeners just to encourage you to mentor. First of all, uh, we have a former board member, Vern Melvin, uh, and he was a mentor through Big Brothers Big Sisters. And he, I don't know how long he mentored him, but I remember going to Vern's, one of Vern's retirement parties, because, you know, he retired twice. <laughs> and his, his mentee or his little was there, and his little was 32 years old. And so that relationship lasted you know, decades. And, you know, you, when you talk to Vern, his little is part of his family and he is part of their family. So those relationships last beyond just a year and have the potential to be, again, life-changing and, and basically being part of somebody's immediate family. And then the other thing I can remember, this is going back a few years because it references the VCR, but I remember, I remember uh, going to uh, a school where some of your mentors were working with kids 
And the mentor had brought a VCR manual. And I was talking to the mentor. I'm like, why? Like, why are you on a VCR manual? And she said, well, my little wants to know how to program the blinking clock that's in his house. So together, we are going to figure out how to program his VCR. And so I say all that to say that the time that you spend with the kids, everybody thinks, oh, I got to take them to Disney. I got to do, you know, these extravagant, extravagant things that cost money. You can help that child program their VCR. That that time spent together and figuring it out is worthwhile time. Absolutely. Really, there's very little monetary investment. I mean, you can if you want to, but it's it's the smaller things. Um, my best friend was a big sister, and she, the most favorite thing that her little wanted to do was go to her house and water the plants. She wasn't allowed to hold the hose or turn the water on or anything like that at home, but she loved to go to, to Deb's house and water the plants. So, you know, and conversations happen around activities like that, that, yeah. you know, you, that's how you, when you have that one-on-one attention, can't beat it. Yeah, that, that's amazing. And you guys do have, there are some special programs um, specifically um, for individuals through the AmeriCorps project that you guys have, where there is some opportunity for them to earn a stipend or a scholarship right. that's transferable. Yeah. Can you talk real quick about that? Sure. Yeah. In our um, BBBS Reads program, we call it, which is modeled after Volunteer Florida and AmeriCorps, we have adults that um, earn a small stipend. It's about $8,000 for 900 hours, but they also um, get a scholarship for college, which they can give to their children or grandchildren, you know. Um, But those mentors actually work with three to four different children during the week, sometimes up to 10 different children during the week. They house themselves at a particular school site and work with um, the same individual children and this one-on-one still, but they have more um, than just one overall. And that's been a really successful program um, for us as well. So we have openings there too. Anyone <laughs> that's interested in a, a very small stipend, um, we, we have openings there. We, we never have enough adults. We, we always have enough children, more than, you know, a wait list, but we never have enough adults. So, so we've got about three minutes left on the show, but I want to, so, you know, we, we've been known to kind of issue little challenges to our audience, our viewers and, oh, and uh, listeners. Uh, and, and we obviously would encourage everybody, if you have an hour's worth of free time a week, and, you know, when you said an hour's worth of free time, I spend an hour a week watching The Office, which I've already watched like 10 times over. I have an hour a week. To, I, I promise you, if you look at your time, you have an hour a week to give. Uh, but uh, uh, can you talk a little bit about, because I know that, to your point, there's more kids than there currently are adults to be the mentors. Can you talk a little bit about the need? And I, and I say that because if you're on the fence and you're thinking, I don't know if I should do it or not, um, I think, hope, you know, knowing that there's kids out there and there's kind of a waiting list, that should hopefully maybe give you a little nudge, at least to further explore it. Yeah, exactly. And if any of you are listening from work, um, a lot of our businesses allow that hour to be um, paid for by the business to go and uh, our board of county commissioners allows it with the county folks you know and they they will go we match them up to a school close to their workplace and they go and, and mentor that hour a week during their work day with the blessings of their employer so can't even let work be an excuse we'll we'll talk to your employer for you if you're interested and can do it during the work day that's fabulous 
that's when school's in session. So we really need those partnerships like that, you know, to come together. But um, absolutely, when when we meet these children and see the need, especially now, after all these months of isolation and, you know, fear and ups and downs, um, their needs are real. And as adults, it's incumbent upon us to, to do something and to help to, to make a difference in a child's life and to help them recognize just the kids at hope philosophy that every child is capable of success. And this is the way big brothers, big sisters is able to help. And, and with a, a minute left, I'm going to make an assumption here that most of your bigs or your mentors are uh, female. Yes. Accurate so, assumption. So being the male on this show right now, I feel, I feel I'm going to issue a challenge to my, fellow males i don't know that sounds weird my fellow men that that uh uh uh, and so what that means is typically uh you know that we you know ideally you want to match a little boy a little you want to match gender to gender ideally right exactly Uh, we have to in our community program right so i would i would throw down the issue the challenge that if you're watching this show or listening to it and you're sitting on the couch and football season's over an hour it's winding <laughs> down in the playoffs you're gonna have free time it's only an hour a week and for all my fellow uh, uh gentlemen out there we need to step up that's my that's my issue my challenge all right so <laughs> thank, thank you sean thank you <laughs> with one one minute left can you give out your website and contact number uh, hopefully we pique some interest. I know on the, our Facebook page, when we do the show, we'll have all that information out there. But for our radio listeners, can you remind everybody your contact info? I sure can. Um, our telephone number is 772-466-8535. You may get um, a voicemail to leave your name, but we have someone that responds within the day um, to that. We're downsized a little bit because of uh, COVID. Um, And then our website is bbbs.org. We have, you can sign up for all three counties there. I know we're mainly talking St. Lucie here today, but just go straight there and we would love to have you. Punch in BBBS and you'll find us. Look, Indian River and Okeechobee folks that listen to this radio program, we want you to mentor, but I'm not against you mentoring St. Lucie County kids either. So the more the merrier. Logistically, it's very close. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's right. Well, we're at the end of our time. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you. Um, My pleasure. You have so many hats to wear. We're grateful that you you carved out a half hour to spend some time with us. My pleasure. Love to be with you all. Um, uh, A reminder to our listeners that we are a weekly radio program every Sunday at 10 a.m. on 104.5 The Flame. We also rebroadcast the video for better or for worse on our Facebook page, generally on Sunday or Monday. If you want to check it out, soon to be a podcast that you can also subscribe to. And a simple reminder that it's our children, our community, our future. Now more than ever, folks, we're all in this together. We'll see you next time.